On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Friday, April the 1st. Uh, it's April Fool's Day. Of course, you just have to open up Twitter to figure that out. I mean, all the nonsense that's being posted on there in terms of getting people to believe in things that aren't real. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, it is Friday, April 1st. Ian Cameron back from San Antonio, back home in the uh, friendly surroundings of home, the, the office space, as you can tell by the backdrop, back in my familiar surroundings again. Uh, and good to be back. As much as I enjoyed the uh, trip, and it was, I, I, I do miss the weather. Uh, there's no question about that. The weather down there was sensational, sunny and like 90 degrees every day, which was just such a treat uh, to enjoy that. But uh, it's good to be back, especially when you haven't been feeling 100 percent and you've been kind of coughing and hacking and wheezing your way through some shows this week. So uh, hopefully we get back to health now that we're back home, uh, but ready for a Friday NHL card. Uh, Alex B. Smith. Andrew McGinnis with me. Uh, briefly looking back at uh, last night, congratulations to Austin Matthews. Uh, 50 goals uh, for him. Uh, of course, he got it with the uh, empty net goal for uh, to help the uh, Leafs beat the uh, Jets last night. So big milestone for him. Just a, a, another terrific uh, offensive season for him. Uh, no question about that. Uh, and he gets the uh, 50 goal mark. Still the race is on for the... Uh, uh, leading goal scorer in the National Hockey League. Uh, Austin Matthews hasn't won it yet by any stretch. Leon Dreisaitl uh, is still right behind him uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, and there's still plenty of games left, so a lot of work to be done there, but uh, definitely a, a nice uh, win for the Leafs, who are, look, had a nice week. You know, they beat up Boston uh, and uh, took care of business against uh, Winnipeg last night, so credit to the Leafs, and uh, Matthews gets to 50. Uh, the Boston Bruins just shellacking New Jersey 8-1 to one last night, uh, a Beantown beatdown, if you will, for the Bruins over the Devils 8-1. I know they weren't happy with their effort against the Leafs earlier this week. Well, they certainly atoned for that uh, last night with the big 8-1 victory. Florida with a 4-0 shutout over Chicago. I was kind of worried Chicago just completely mentally deflated after the Buffalo loss, and it kind of looked like it. Uh, last night, not a whole lot of pushback once they fell behind uh, against the uh, Panthers. Uh, Islanders beat Columbus again 5-2. Carolina shuts out Montreal 4-0. Pittsburgh, a very back-and-forth game with Minnesota, uh, gets the uh, win in overtime by a score of 4-3. Colorado 4-2 over San Jose. How about the LA Kings after a tough loss in Edmonton the night before? Uh, on the next night, back-to-back -back games, they take down Calgary 3-2 uh, in a shootout. Great win. Uh, for the LA Kings, a big two points for them. And Dallas, again, not pretty, uh, these two games against Anaheim, but effective. They get the wins in back-to-back -back games against the Ducks, get points that they absolutely had to have, and they get a 3-2 win uh, in overtime uh, over the Anaheim Ducks last night. So 
Again, not the best uh, performance by any stretch for Dallas or most dominant performance, but they do end up getting back-to-back much-needed wins uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Alex, some thoughts from you on the uh, Thursday night games. Yeah, well, the, the one thing I've been saying, and obviously we talk about it all the time on this program, but I've been saying it, and I get some radio spots, and I'm telling everybody, this is it's overtime season now. This is the time to be hitting those draws. We've seen more and more games go to OT. Uh, I had a nice one last night with the Wild and Penguins hit plus 345. It's three nights in a row where I've cashed at least one of these. So that's all you need when you're talking about prices between, you know, plus 325 and, and 350. Uh, so it's been a nice week as far as that goes. And I like I like a draw tonight, too, that we'll talk about later. But, you know, the one thing that I did kind of look at was, you know, and I, I talked about a, a couple of things on the on the BetCast uh, a couple of nights ago. We talked about Austin Matthews getting that 49th goal, and I said, there was time left where he could have got an empty net goal late in that game. I said, well, next time they play, you might want to look out for him to, to you know, more likely get on the board and get his 50th. Uh, <laughs> and me saying that and letting everybody know that I didn't play that myself, but he ended up, uh, you know, hitting that milestone. Of course, the first American player since John LeClaire in 96-97 to reach that mark. I hadn't realized that. I thought there had been another American player in that time to have get, to have reached 50 goals, but. You look back, that that's just uh, how it's gone in the last 25 years. So, so kudos to, to Matthews for that milestone. And uh, like you said, that race is not over yet. I'm hoping Ovechkin, even though he's behind with 42, I'm hoping he can climb back in because I got a big ticket on him to get that. Uh, as far as other games go, like you said, the LA Kings with a nice win over Calgary. Uh, bouncing back after losing to Edmonton. That was a spot that I really liked. I thought they were going to take care of Edmonton because that felt more of like a game. Obviously, season we're in now, they'd be playing Edmonton in the first round. Felt like they were going to take that game, you know, with a, a little more gusto. But you know, Edmonton. I mean, they're still, a, you know, a class team. We know that what that offense can do when they're playing uh, at full potential. But for them to bounce right back and play Calgary tough, get the win in OT, and get the the the, the that all important second point, uh, that's really big for them. And the Hawks. I mean, you know, I, I thought for sure that if there was going to be a spot to bet on the Hawks the rest of this year at this point, it would have been Hawks first period money line. But just in kind of seeing what, you know, some of the, the, the you know, players' responses were to, to Derek King's rant from the, the loss to Buffalo, I, I didn't end up playing it, and rightfully so. This team has checked out completely. Uh, Jonathan Taves, 1,000th game, you know, and Florida, kudos to them for actually, you know, showing stuff on the Jumbotron and kind of giving him acknowledgement of that uh, being on the road, and it still didn't have a, a, a spirited effort. So they played a night against Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, the sad part is that the prices are so inflated now. There's not even a way to fade them and, and you know, properly try to make some profit off of them. They're just a, a stay away team. It's unfortunate. Thankfully for all of us in Chicago, baseball season is near. So we don't really have to think about it much longer after the end of April. Yeah, that's right. The White Sox certainly will uh, have people, uh, you know, excited yep. to turn the page from what's going on with the uh, Blackhawks right now. No question about that. But yeah, this is the final month now of the regular season. Now that we're into April, uh, and this is just what we have to deal with. I mean, you've just got to get creative with your betting strategies and your betting derivative, bet some derivative plays, you know, look first period, look with uh, team totals, look with different, maybe live in-game opportunities. But, you know, we are in the land of the minus 300, minus 400 favorites right now. It sucks. Do, do we want that? No, we're, but we're going to see a lot of it. Uh, we have seen a lot of it the last few weeks, and we're going to keep seeing a lot of it now uh, in the last month of the season as well. So, you know, it's always the tougher part of the year just because you've just got to get a little bit more inventive with what you come up with on a day-to-day basis in terms of putting the card together and finding that value. So 
uh, definitely uh, something that uh, any better has to deal with at this time of year. Uh, Andrew, uh, what did you think of uh, last night? Yeah, it was you know pretty good night, pretty uh, you know solid looking at some of these games. But uh, I'll tell you what, um, one game that I left off my board is one that I wasn't too happy I did, and that was the Bruins puck line wager, guys. That would have been a nice one to have, but uh, I had the Penguins as a best bet yesterday. And uh, as Ian alluded to, it was a sweat the whole way through despite uh, leading 3-1. It was an on-and-off game from the Penguins, giving up lots of chances, but goes to show how talented that wild team is. Uh, You know, that Colorado game, they pull through. Puck line betters were happy. I saw after I finished watching the Penguins game, I I checked uh, Twitter, you know, pretty much every single person that bets hockey was just hoping for another goal there from Colorado, you know. So uh, a lot of the early games were great. Um, Hats off to Toronto and Austin Matthews. He's just phenomenal. You know, I I, you guys know I make jokes about the Leafs, but, you know, the what is it, 42 and 46 or 40? And I can't remember what the number was for how many goals he's had, but it's just unbelievable what he's done. Um, And and they're starting to look deeper. If Jack Hamill comes back and he plays solid and goal, or at least gives them an average effort, and they're going to be real dangerous. So, uh, you know, we've got some interesting scenarios here tonight as well in the car where lots of teams that have played each other recently, or definitely one team, one uh, matchup at least. But you know, a lot, it, it's the same thing. I told you guys my volumes cut down, and you guys both touched on it. I mean, with 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 the first periods, with the team totals, with the tech taking the dogs. You know, you got to find a way to bet some of these because right now it's getting very tricky. And I think we talked about it the last time I saw you, Ian, on the show was, you know, who's going to play spoiler? Who are going to be the teams that are going to play spoiler? And who are the teams that are going to mail it in? And I know a lot of guys right now are having success in the NBA, uh, just absolutely betting against the teams that are mailing it in. And there's certain teams in the NHL that are kind of like that as well right now. Yep, there's uh, no question about that. It's definitely, and I've not been scared of taking a shot with underdogs lately, as you've seen the last few weeks on the show. Uh, I've definitely <clears throat> gone in that direction, and it's worked out okay uh, and on some occasions. But uh, will I be taking the underdog in this first game that we talk about here on the Friday card? Uh, the answer is no, uh, but we're talking about it here. Chicago Blackhawks taking on uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 370, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Like I said about the uh, Tampa Bay or the Chicago-Florida game yesterday a minute ago, I really was concerned going into last night that just the way they lost to Buffalo compounded on to the way they lost to Vegas on Saturday, last weekend, the Blackhawks, where they had a 3-0 lead. They end up losing in overtime 5-4. They have the 4-0 lead against Buffalo. Buffalo comes back, ties it up. Uh, Chicago takes the lead. Buffalo ties it up You know, with a minute and a half left. And then the fluke goal, right? Stick breaks. Uh, so the puck kind of changes directions a little bit. Uh, the velocity gets thrown off. Uh, it hits the backboard. Caroms back to the toward the net area and then bounces in off the skate of Lankinen to give Buffalo that win 6-5 with 10 seconds to go. Lankinen just lost it, snapping his goal stick on the post. And I just thought after that, that back-to-back losses that are just so you know gut-wrenching, gut-punch, back-to-back games like that, that maybe Chicago would just hit a wall against Florida. And they kind of did. You know, there was not really that strong effort from the Blackhawks last night and lost now against Florida. And now they got to go back uh, to uh, Tampa Bay tonight on a back-to-back situation. So it's not going to get any easier for them uh, right now. Uh, The Lightning uh, certainly starting to pick their game up again. 
they are in a positional battle right now with uh, Toronto uh, for second and third in the Atlantic Division. So, you know, the, the, these this is an important battle, too, because second place in the Atlantic compared to third gets home ice in that first round series. So these are important games for Tampa Bay as they try to remain ahead of Toronto here uh, in that Atlantic division race. Uh, they beat Carolina four, three in overtime uh, in their last game. That's now three wins in a row for the lightning after they had lost three in a row uh, to the Rangers, the hurricanes uh, and the uh, Bruins. So nice to see them bouncing back, but uh, definitely when you look at the uh, lightning, uh, the power play has been great for them. Braden Point, Stamkos, Kalorn, all scoring power play goals uh, in the victory against Carolina, which was good to see. Uh, and uh, we'll see if uh, they can keep that rolling here tonight uh, in this game. But, you know, for me, I, I lean over, but I don't know if I'm going to get enough from Chicago uh, to help me out. So it's probably going to be a pass for me with Chicago and Tampa Bay. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Blackhawks Lightning. Yeah, it's a complete pass. If you can find, I was looking for it. It's not available in any of my books, but if you can find Brandon Hagel to get a goal tonight, uh, that's something I'd probably take a shot with. Obviously, he just left Chicago, uh, you know, before the deadline, and, and had a, he's already had a nice goal uh, with the Lightning so far. I just could see him having maybe kind of a spirited effort, want to you know stick one to his old team. Not that there's any bad blood or anything, just you know, guys want to just step up against the, their old club and, and you know just, you know show how they've progressed. And uh, obviously, he's going to be playing a little bit more hockey than the rest of those guys wearing uh, black and white tonight. So that's the only thing I'd be looking at. Other than that, I probably wouldn't really watch this game to be honest. So it's a complete pass for me. All right, Andrew, what do you think here, Chicago, Tampa Bay? Yeah, you know, the only way I'd really look in this game is over. You know, I I, I think that we could see goals from both parts. The Blackhawks have been a little bit up and down as far as it goes from goals goals four. But I think I can rely on that. You know, when we first saw Flurry get traded and get moved there, uh, I, I was betting on them to actually be a better defensive team. And we saw Lankanen come in and he played well. But I think it's kind of we're past that moment now with Tampa Bay as well for them. I don't know how much I could rely on them in a spot like this. You know, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now, guys, about how certain spots like this, when you've got a top tier team against a team like the Blackhawks that's out of the playoffs looking in, you know, how much is Tampa Bay going to really buckle down defensively for this one? And I think it's funny because there's so many different cliche terms in the handicapping business we all look at, look ahead, let down, back to backs, all this stuff. But to me, I really do think that letdown is one that is definitely very applicable. We've heard it from guests we've had on this show. We've heard it from so many other athletes. There's certain games that mean more than others. And I think defensively, this might not be on the agenda for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I know it's six and a half, but the way I'd lean here is the over. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, I would as well. All right. Nashville and Buffalo next up. Nashville minus 190 now road favorites in this game. Total six uh, right now. Uh I keep being amazed that in a lot of these Buffalo games, the money comes in against Buffalo. And I'm like, are you watching this team compete on a nightly basis right now? I mean, it has been really good to see what we've seen from the uh, Buffalo Sabres. They've been competitive. They've been spirited. They have been down in games and have come back. You know, they have not given up. They have, you know, the multiple games we've seen the Sabres fall behind and come back. You know, this team is playing with great purpose right now for a team that was obviously out of the playoffs a long time ago. You know, I think they are a team you can make money with here late in the season uh, in this final month for out of the teams that are not in the playoffs. Buffalo is playing like not like a team that wants to win, wants to finish the season strong. Uh, they have had obviously great performances 
from Alex Tuck, Tage Thompson, uh, among others. Skinner <coughs> could barely get it out there <coughs> with the coughing, but no, there's no doubt uh, those guys have been the catalyst for it for Buffalo. I think they're very live here tonight. They're honoring the legend Rick Jenneret tonight before the game. They're selling out the place tonight in Buffalo for him tonight. So that tells you all you need to know about, you know, just a great uh, a broadcaster uh, Rick Jenneret has been for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And, uh, you know, they're going to end up uh, honoring him with a banner ceremony before the game. Uh, they're going to sell out the place uh, for him. So really, really great to see it for sure. I think Buffalo's live here. I'm going to look to them plus 160. A little sprinkle on the draw as well, plus 350. I think it's worth a look. Buffalo's played a lot of overtime and shootout games lately as well. I respect Nashville, but Buffalo, I think, is very capable here of winning this game. And look, for the first time in ages, the building is going to be energized here tonight in Buffalo on a night where they honor their 50-plus year legendary play-by-play -play broadcaster, Rick Jenneret. And I can't even say enough how legendary the guy is. Mayday, Mayday, it goes on and on the legendary calls he's had with the Buffalo Sabres all these decades. I think it's a frenzied atmosphere, and the Sabres are playing maybe their best hockey of the entire season right now, live home underdog. And I like goals in this game. Both teams trending over the total. Nashville's gone over in six of their last seven games, so I like over six as well uh, in this game. Alex, what do you think here, Nashville and Buffalo? Yeah, we're thinking the same way with uh, the over for sure. I mean, we talked about that with Nashville at nauseum, how they've just been an over machine. And even the game that their last game, they'd go under, but it was 4-1, just a goal away. And, they, you know, they, they did most of the work. Obviously, playing a team like Ottawa, you know, you, you kind of flip the coins with them, whether they're going to show up offensively or not. But with Buffalo, you know, talked about the, the uh, you know, the draw. If it wasn't for the goofy stick bounce in the Hawks game, we'd be talking about possibly seven straight overtimes now uh with buffalo so that's definitely the way to go i got plus 365 earlier uh that's one of the true two draw players that i like tonight on, on the card so uh that's a, a streak and that's a thing you have you can look at these streaks and it's not just with you know i talk about the scenario of all oh, two two divisional teams or two teams that need playoff spots uh you know kind of playing you know slower hockey late if there's a tie game well on the flip side when you have teams that are out of contention like i said it's just they're playing good hockey. You know, they're not giving up. They're giving the full 60-minute efforts, and that's what we're seeing from Buffalo. It's, it's you know, obviously, you know, points don't mean anything at this point, but they're just playing They're playing for pride, and they're not giving up in games. And if they have, you know, chances to make it close and, and, and hang tight, they will do so. So uh, I think that that'll be the case. I like the over six here. I got that minus ten, and I grabbed that draw at plus 265. All right, over and draw for Alex in this one. Yeah, it's a seven-game point streak right now for Buffalo. You know, and six and uh, four in their last 10 games, 4-0 oh, and three. So really, three losses during this point streak were all in overtime or a shootout. So they haven't lost in regulation uh, in these last seven games, the Buffalo Sabres. So, you know, give them a lot of credit, uh, Buffalo. Definitely, you know, I like to see that from uh, teams, you know, that have the record Buffalo has when they play with that resolve uh, late in the season. And they are playing that way right now. And, uh, Look, their defensive play has been a little bit better, but more than anything, they've been a much more dangerous offensive team, especially lately, than they get credit for, I think, Buffalo. And sometimes we see Nashville slip up in these kind of spots. Hell, they already lost to Buffalo at home uh, earlier this year, the Nashville Predators. So 
clearly they've shown they can lose to this team. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Pred Sabres. I actually kind of like the dog here tonight, guys. Buffalo plus 160, a team I think is going to be a spoiler down the stretch. Like you mentioned, there's lots of different situational stuff to think they might give it a full effort tonight. And, you know, uh, statistically, Nashville's been playing a little bit uh, better than their numbers suggest they should be. So I just don't think they should be minus 190 here. So I, I'm small, small lean here on Buffalo. All right, good stuff. Uh, next up, we've got the Islanders and Rangers. Uh, Rangers minus 180. Uh, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the uh, New York Rangers, I'm telling you what, let's give their general manager a lot of credit. He targeted forward depth at the trade deadline because, look, we ask sometimes too much out of Zibanejad, Panarin, Kreider. Sometimes we're just saying, hey, you guys got to carry us offensively. And not always have we seen the Rangers get that second, third, and fourth wave of production from those bottom three lines. Well, Chris Drury at the deadline went to address that. He brought in Frank Vetrano. He brought in Andrew Kopp. And look at how those two guys have played for the Rangers. I mean, it's been to both of those guys. They both found the back of the net repeatedly uh, since they've joined this team. So uh, these acquisitions have worked out perfection to perfection so far for the uh, Rangers. And uh, look, I actually went against the uh, Rangers Wednesday night when they played Detroit. I thought it was a tricky spot after the big win against Pittsburgh. Uh, 3-2 the night before, and they started out, you know, slowly, and they were trailing most of that game. But again, with Detroit's leaky defense, you're never out of a game. Rangers tied it late, uh, and then they ended up winning in overtime. And Andrew Kopp got the game-winning goal, 5-4 uh, in overtime. Uh, they're now playing some great hockey, the Rangers. They really are. Four straight wins, 6-1 and one, uh, in their last seven games. Uh, you look at the Islanders. Okay, you beat Columbus twice, big friggin' deal. Uh, you lost to Tampa Bay, you lost to Boston, you, you lost any uh, good team you played lately. Uh, the wins really have been against uh, Dallas, uh, which is up and down, Detroit, Ottawa, and two against Columbus. So, you know, how much can we get excited for what the Islanders have done? Uh, Ilya Sorokin uh, remains out for the Islanders. Uh, he won't start tonight. So it comes down to, do you go with Semyon Varlamov? on the second of back-to-back -back after playing Columbus last night? Or or do we actually see Corey Schneider, who we have not seen, <coughs> obviously, in net for a very long time? That is still up for debate. We don't know yet, so we'll have to wait on that. But I like New York Rangers in regulation here, minus 110. They are playing great, and I think they get the uh, victory here uh, against the Islanders tonight. Alex, what do you think? Islanders, Rangers. Yeah, I, I, if, if I could find 110, I'm seeing $1.20, $1.25. That number is moving quickly as far as Rangers and regulation. That would be the only thing I would look at here. Uh, this is what I'm going to pass. I, I tried to look and see if this would be a good candidate for the draw because we've seen that with the Rangers. Two of the last three games going to OT. I already had them this week, uh, that game against Detroit. Uh, and then even that 3-2 win, that 3-2 uh, battle they had against Pittsburgh. So this is a, a team that definitely, like I said, they're one of those teams you want to look at playing kind of close and tight hockey. And obviously with the Islanders, the Islanders are just kind of slipping you know, away from, from the race. This is still going to be a big game. Islanders Rangers is always going to, you know, the crowd's always going to be spirited no matter, you know, what's going on with the two teams in their season. Uh, it's going to be a, a, an intense atmosphere, a physical battle. So I would lean to the under. And I, I've said this before, you know, I try to look for, a, you know, a goal uh, early to try to get a better number than five and a half. Because even like I said, with, especially with the Islanders having goaltending issues, 
you know, you could easily see this game kind of slip away and end up being a 4-3 game. So I'd like to get a better number than five and a half. Uh, tried to wait for that live the other night. Ironically, in that game against Pittsburgh, still ended up going under 3-2 uh, for the final. So, you know, that's just the way I would probably be attacking some of these these totals with Ranger games is I want to look for something, you know, under, but I want to wait live. Five and a half is just, just way too dicey of a price right now, especially when you're talking about a team that's had some defensive lapses like the Isles. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's always tricky or with the uh, five and a half, especially at that number uh, to go under. But yeah, I like the Rangers here in regulation, minus 110. They're playing good. And they actually lost to the Islanders just recently, March 22nd, two to one. Uh, they lost to the Islanders. So I think payback here tonight for the uh, New York Rangers uh, against this Islanders team who, and by the way, the Islanders schedule catching up to them a little bit, back to back, fourth game in six nights as well for the uh, New York Islanders. So they've played uh, quite a bit of hockey here uh, in recent games. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Islanders, Rangers? Yeah, you know, I think there's going to be some certain spots to bet on the Islanders, but I, I don't think this is one of them. And I think the Rangers are focused right now. They just took down the, the Penguins back-to-back -back times, and uh, they seem like they're very focused defensively as well. And when they get scored on, they just don't get really bothered by it. So, um, And the last time these two teams played, New York Islanders came out on top. So we're playing at home here for New York, circuit and net. Uh, I lean towards the same bet as Ian on regulation, but I also lean towards the under in this game as well. I expect another low-scoring game. And I kind of right. changed my mind on that because earlier in the day I liked the over, but the more I looked at it, I, I kind of expect a good defensive game out of both. And Because Islanders have been involved in higher-scoring games than they're used to, you know, but yeah. I, I, I've changed yeah. my mind throughout the day that I think we could see an under here. Yeah, I think it's got a good chance to stay under as well. But, uh, you know, I don't bet many unders. But uh, I always let you know if I'll lean uh, to that direction. And I probably would uh, in this game. All right, Ottawa-Detroit. We've got Detroit minus 125. Uh, home favorite, six the total. There's no way I'm laying a price with Detroit. Just can't with their defensive ineptitude right now, which is staggering how bad they are defensively. I mean, we've seen this team just in the last month or so. Think about this. They've given up 10 to Toronto, 9 to Arizona, and 11 to Pittsburgh. That's what they've – they've done all of this in the span of a month uh, here, this Detroit team. I mean, the defensive end's just been a uh, problem area for them, and that's putting it mildly. Even the last game against the Rangers, they have the 4-3 lead. Defense lets them down. Rangers tie it late, and then, of course, they uh, went, come back and win in overtime with Andrew Kopp's goal, 5-4. And then I got to see Jeff Blaschel after the game say we were a whole lot better defensively tonight. You still gave up five, and you lost. But that's where they're at. This is a victory, according to them, according to Detroit, that they gave up five goals against the Rangers. That's where they're at. That's where the, that's where the level of confidence with their team <coughs> defensively is right now. That Sorry, a five-goal allowance to the Rangers is a great, but much better defensive game, according to Jeff Blaschel. I mean, my goodness, do you talk about uh, that being? I couldn't believe it when I saw when I heard that. It's like really, that's much better. You still gave up five, you know, and you still lost the game. I mean, and that somehow that was a much better defensive game, according to the coach. And it, maybe they're just not capable anymore of just keeping the puck out of the net. Maybe that's it. Uh, Nadalkovic, of course, has struggled. That hasn't helped, but I think it's been more just the, the, the defense in front of him has just been absolutely putrid. Uh, that continues to be an issue for Detroit. I could only take Ottawa, to be honest, at this price, but the reason I gravitate more toward the over in this game 
uh, over six Ottawa Detroiters because we're going to see a guy making his NHL debut for Ottawa. Mads Sogard called up from Belleville, the AHL affiliate. And when you look at his numbers down there, 2.87 goals against, 906 save percentage. Those are middling numbers for the American Hockey League. And those aren't necessarily numbers that indicate or project towards success at the NHL level for Mads Sogard. Uh, so maybe they dig down. Don't rule out that possibility. Uh, maybe they dig down defensively. Ottawa help the kid out in his NHL debut. Uh, and as a result, he'll play great. Because we did kind of see that, right, with Eric Schalgren when he got those first couple looks for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, they really played good around him and tried to help him out. Maybe Ottawa can do that for Mad Sogard tonight, uh, making his NHL debut uh, for the Senators in this game. But when you look at those numbers for him down in the AHL, I mean, those are not great numbers for the minor leagues. And now you're facing uh, an NHL team tonight. So that becomes the issue. But that being said, I'd still trust the young kid in his NHL debut fired up. The team maybe wanting to get him a big win. I would still take Ottawa in a nanosecond before I take Detroit at a minus 125 price in this game with that Swiss cheese uh, defense they've got going right now. So the lean for me to Ottawa, definitely like the over, though, at six. Uh, minus 125 right now is what you can get with that. Should see some goals here both ways with the Senators and Red Wings. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Ottawa, Detroit. Yeah, I want nothing to do with the side here. Like I said, no, no reason to lay a price with Detroit. And really not, no reason to back Ottawa here. Uh, you mentioned Sogar. You know, his number 16, 13, and 1 with the 2.87 goals against the 906 save percentage. Yeah, it's not great. However, Belleville actually does lead their division in, in the AHL, the, the, the North Division. They lead uh, by a few points. So he's actually been one of the kind of key stars there. From reports I've seen, that they, they nickname him the Great Dane. He's six foot seven. He's a big dude in net. So he's got kind of that Ben Bishop body type. Uh, that's something that, you know, a lot of scouts love. They always look to try to find these, these, these bigger goalies who, who can, you know, have good range of motion. So he's a guy that I think might actually, you know, be able to, to, you know, show something. And, and the thing is, you know, when you bring up a guy that's late, even though he's had a bunch of starts in the AHL, you still don't really have a lot of tape. You don't ha really have a full book on him. So a team like Detroit, where we know they can sometimes struggle on, on the defense, on the offensive end as well. Uh, this game kind of feels like it could be right hovering right around that 3-3 three, three spot. So what I'm looking at here is the draw. I got it uh, at plus 345, 350. I think it was the highest price I saw. I can see this being a tight game. And when you look at the history between these two teams, four of the last five meetings have been decided by one goal with the last two meetings actually going to a shootout. So uh, Detroit – they're second in the league as, as far as games going in the overtime. They've had 19 games this year go to, go past 60 minutes. Ottawa's only had nine of them. But uh, I could definitely see this being a, a tight contest. Like I said, Ottawa digging in defensively for their rookie goalie. Detroit just trying to make sure they you know, stop the bleeding. Like I said, they're just letting in goals galore. So I could see where this might be a game both teams kind of figure it out on the back end. We don't see a lot of chances, and this one goes past 60 minutes. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up betting Ottawa as well. Uh, right now, I've just locked in the over, but I'm probably going to lock in Ottawa as well, uh, to be honest. Like, that was Detroit's spot against the Rangers. That was an embarrassment against Pittsburgh 11-2. That was their spot against the Rangers, in my opinion, to bounce back after that debacle, catching the Rangers on a back-to-back -back after a big win against the Penguins and with Georgiev in net that night against Detroit. And they still spit the bit, the Red Wings, and gave it up late, letting the uh, Rangers tie it late, and then they lost in overtime. So uh, to me, it, uh, Ottawa's the side 
uh, for me uh, when it comes to this game. What do you think here, Andrew? Ottawa, Detroit. Hard to argue with goals, fellas, in this one. That's for sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be that guy that jumps right on the on the goaltender making his you know his start here. But uh, there's plenty of reasons to to think, and that's just an additional reason. You know, uh, good stuff though by Alex talking about the Belleville numbers and stuff because it's a lot of people don't look into that stuff. But you know, you look at Detroit. I mean, it's it's not really a, a, a you know a solar eclipse for them to give up five or six goals, let alone eleven goals in one game. Uh, and somehow we have a six, not a six and a half in this one. So. You know, Ottawa's kind of been struggling to score a little bit themselves, and I think this is a good game for them to get involved. And I think Detroit, you know, they they one thing I'll give them credit for, and I've always given them credit for, is their defense sucks, but their offense never stops trying. <laughs> as funny as that sounds, you know, that they could be down five, six goals, and they'll keep trying to score in the third period, like they're going to come back some, somehow. But, you know, I think that the over six, I was shocked, guys. You weren't seeing a six and a half in this one. Um yeah, this is one of the ones I like the most on today's card. I think it, it's a good one, and I think that it just kind of sucks you're relying on Detroit to do something for you, and that's something I have a hard time trusting. Uh, but I think if there's a game for them to get some goals, today's the one. Yeah, well, it's uh, definitely true that uh, Detroit has some offensive capabilities, and they have uh, they have shown that. There's no question. The problem is they have not shown anything at the other end of the ice, and that's what's cost them. All right, St. Louis and Edmonton next up. Edmonton minus 150. Home favorites here, uh, six and a half the total uh, across the board. Uh, it looks like for Edmonton, it is Mike Smith. And now we can confirm it is uh, Jordan Bennington uh, in net for the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, because of the fact it's back-to-back for the uh, Blues. They're in Calgary tomorrow night, Hockey Night in Canada uh, against the Flames. And they're going to save Billy Huso uh, for that game tomorrow night. So Bennington in net tonight, and boy, I mean, the struggles continue for Jordan Bennington. I mean, they they do. And uh, that's why Huso has been getting the lion's share of the work lately. I mean, he gave up four goals against Philly, four goals against Winnipeg, three against Ottawa. Uh, it's just been a, a continuous rough stretch of uh, rough season, period, for uh, Bennington. 3.14 goals against, losing record, 13-15. and 15. Uh, 3.14 goals against, 901 save percentage. It's definitely been tough uh, on him this year. There's no question. And if you watch the Blues-Canucks games, both of them back-to-back, the game in St. Louis and then the game in Vancouver, they don't win them without Huso. Huso was terrific. Uh, you could say Vancouver outplayed St. Louis in both of those games, especially the game in St. Louis. And the Blues won both games uh, in large part because Huso was terrific in net. Uh, I thought the Canucks really did a lot of good things, couldn't finish. And a lot of what St. Louis was shooting uh, was going in the net. It was just one of those instances. But uh, Huso was fantastic. Now Bennington in. He has another opportunity to show Craig Berube that he can at least try to get back some of his uh, confidence again. But it hasn't been uh, easy to get that back for him because he's definitely been uh, struggling all season long. Uh, Mike Smith, by the way, in that here for uh, Edmonton, as Jay Woodcroft said, he continued to, you know, give Koskin in a couple starts, give Smith a couple starts uh, back and forth. But uh, what are we going to get from Mike Smith is kind of another question here uh, going into this uh, game. His last appearance wasn't great. That was the one where he uh, allowed four goals in relief against uh, Calgary. Uh, but he was a little bit better before that. Two goals allowed against San Jose. Uh, three allowed to uh, a good Colorado team, one goal allowed in a win against Buffalo. 
you know, he has had a couple of good starts lately, but more than anything for Edmonton, it's been their team game. McDavid's on fire right now. Dreisaitl's on fire right now. They've, they're have they on this incredible home win streak right now, and I think the home win streak continues tonight. Uh, I would look Oilers uh, in this game, uh, and I would probably take the money line instead of the regulation line. Now, like I say, I don't normally pay up and mind, lay a buck 50, but I think I probably will in this case uh, and take Edmonton here minus 150. But, you know, I like the way they're playing on home ice. There's no question about that. I mean, they have been just really playing some strong hockey uh, on home ice for a long period of time uh, and just, uh, you know, playing well of late as well. Three of their last four, they've won uh, this home win streak, I believe, is at eight games right now uh, for the Oilers. And again, they've got the Blues on the first of a back-to-back. They got Calgary tomorrow night. I think definitely uh, a good uh, spot. De- not the best price, but I'm going to go ahead with Edmonton here, minus 150, as well as over six and a half. And I think it's a good prop game. You know, Dreisaitl over one and a half points stands out with just, he, he really, I think, wants to keep pace with Matthews. No, no one's going to, uh, you know, admit it publicly, but, you know, they want that uh, lead goal scorer honor. And I think for Dreisaitl, he's right there, still only one goal behind. I think now he wants to try to uh, answer back to what Matthews did last night, getting his 50th. So, you know, Dreisaitl to score, Dreisaitl over one and a half points, which you'd get a plus number with, a plus price with. I think are good bets uh, in this game. David Perron, anything to do with him right now uh, for the St. Louis Blues continues to cash for the most part. Uh, He's been uh, as hot as anybody uh, the last uh, three, four weeks. Uh, So David Perron from the St. Louis side, that makes sense. So good prop game, but I like Edmonton. I like over six and a half as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think of your Blues Oilers? It's funny on Tuesday, I mentioned it to people were asking about player props and I know you you guys, you know, do way more with those than I do, but I mentioned about how looking at the goal races and looking at kind of use the old NFL theorem of how, you know, in the last week of the year, you see guys trying to hit uh, some of their bonus quotas and things of that nature. The NHL doesn't really have that as much, and if they do, they aren't really you know publicly known. But things like that, I think, could lead to some good player prop you know spots. Except you know if there's an empty net, you know they're going to try to look for Drysaddle to get that goal so he can reach his 50th. Except and, and looking at over one and a half points so he can get a plus price because he'd probably be laying you know. Uh, a significant number for a guy, you know, trying to reach a goal milestone. So looking at those options, that was, that was the thought process I had. I'm glad that you kind of confirmed that for me. But as far as this game, I don't really like anything. I will make two declarations. I think one, I think Billy Huso starts game one of the postseason for St. Louis. And two, I wouldn't be shocked if Jordan Bennington ends up playing in this building as a member of the Oilers six or seven months from now. I think his time in St. Louis might be up uh, the way that Huso has really stepped up and the way that he has declined. And you know, Edmonton's going to need a goalie. I can't imagine Mike Smith being honestly anywhere in the NHL next year. So uh, who knows? Maybe this is uh, this isn't the last time that we see Bennington in that arena, but might be wearing a different uniform coming soon. So uh, if I had to play anything, it would be Edmonton. Like you said, it's probably one of those games you feel safer laying the higher price because if they do go back and forth, especially as far as goals go, this thing gets out of hand. It could be 4-4 and ends up going, you know, the OT. Uh, but I think Edmonton could take care of business. And also, I like this game to go over the first period total, but I want to play it live. I don't want anything to do with the two. I don't want to lay 170. I think we'll be able to get a better adjusted price a little early in this game and should be able to catch that first period total. Yeah, uh, as Brian Warner in our chat says, the over one and a half points props, like, again, you can't. You got to still pick and choose. You can't just, you know, pepper the board and bet a ton of them uh, because they're plus prices for a reason. But if you can really zone in, 
on these players, especially of late, that have been in good form. Like, how good has it been for the last, what, three, four weeks betting Roman Yossi over one and a half points? Uh, my goodness, with what he's done uh, for the Nashville Predators. But if you can zone in on players that are in that great current form offensively, man, you can really pick off some great bets there over one and a half player points in games and get really good plus prices as well with those. Definitely good to look at and at least consider them. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, St. Louis Edmonton? You know, I know this expression is kind of more applicable for point spread sports, but to me, this is kind of a bet numbers, not team situation. And I can't lay minus 150 with the Oilers against the Blues. I can't. And I, I get it. They're playing better and they're at home. And, you know, but the St. Louis Blues, as much as they've given up goals, they've also been scoring goals recently, too. And, you know, who also gives up goals is the Oilers. I mean, I still don't trust their defense. I still don't really trust their goaltending very much. And, the Blues have kind of gotten it going at the right time. And if you look at the last 10 games sample size, both these teams, it kind of looks very similar. You know, a couple losses in a row, a couple wins in a row, a couple losses, and then now both teams have won two straight. So I don't know if I'm reading a book, both these teams are telling the exact same story, but one of them is minus 150. And that's kind of the way I looked at it when I first looked at this game is that I just didn't feel like it was, you know, applicable and appropriate for them to be this big of favorites, you know. And I think the St. Louis Blues are built for April hockey. And uh, I think we're going to see it tonight. So uh, it's a dog I like tonight. Don't love it. But uh, it's more so just the fact that I just, I I don't know. I just, the Edmonton Oilers aren't against this Blues team. That's just so scrappy against everybody. I just don't trust them enough. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. Uh, I, I, but uh, for me, the way I I saw it was those Vancouver games, even though St. Louis won them, I thought you could make a case Vancouver was toe-to-toe with them, if not even a little bit better, and probably deserved a better fate uh, against the uh, Blues the last couple. Uh, We'll see if uh, Edmonton still does have those lapses, though. There's no doubt about that defensively, which is also why I like the game over. Edmonton has been back to trending over. Remember this team when Woodcroft took over? You know, they were actually trending under, and they really were uh, showing signs of glimpses of better team defense, but Right now, their offense is lighting it up, and the defense has been a little bit, and goaltending for that matter, has been a little bit more hit or miss. It's now been 8-1 and one, uh, to the over in the last nine games uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, where the Blues you know, are 8-2 and two to the over uh, in their last 10 games. So you've really got both of these teams right now uh, trending heavily uh, over the total, which is probably why uh, this total's gone up from so we're six and a half at, at under minus 115. And now we're seeing six and a half shaded to the over, you know, minus 130 uh, right now in a lot of spots. So I think people noticing that right now that these are teams that are right now lighting it up. Both of them very good up form at the moment uh, offensively. Uh, Vegas and Seattle, we've got Vegas minus 160 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I remember I, the last show, the Ice Guys show I did in uh, San Antonio was Wednesday. And uh, I think it was Jimmy and I, uh, and we talked about uh, Vegas and Seattle playing each other that night. And it's the same two teams uh, tonight in the same building, which has happened a lot, actually, uh, the last few days because of these rescheduling situations in the league. And I said going into that Vegas-Seattle game, watch that Vegas win against Chicago where they were down 3 nothing. They came back and they won it in overtime. And of all people to score that overtime game-winning goal, it was Dodonov. The guy they traded away or wanted to trade away and the trade got voided 
Watch that be a, a, a one, and it was the, one of the biggest goals of the year for the Golden Knights, and one of the biggest wins of the year coming back because they're hanging on for dear life for that second wild card. And I said, watch that win end up somehow being, you know, a spark for them, and, and they go on a run from this point. And I don't want to say they're now going on a run because they beat Seattle uh, on Wednesday night three nothing, but I could see them maybe going on a little bit of a run from this uh, point now. Is Vegas going to fall into that same trap as L.A.? Because L.A. just took care of Seattle the first time, and then they played Seattle the very next game, and they lost 6-1. to one. So will that happen to Vegas tonight? The answer to me is I don't think it will. Now, I cashed a ticket with Vegas Wednesday when I was minus 150 in that game. It actually got bet up, it got bet up even higher uh, right before puck drop. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get involved tonight, but I'm not stepping in front of the Golden Knights right now. I, I just get that sense that, you know, with the Dodonov thing on Saturday against Chicago and, you know, them starting to finally get healthier, Alec Martinez, Braden McNabb, they're back on the blue line, even with Pacioretty and Stone and Smith uh, and others still out uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're getting healthier. Robin Leonard, by the way, has been cleared to play, cleared to return to action. Hasn't been confirmed or, or, or ruled the starter yet, but a lot of people seem to think he will be uh, making his return and be in the net tonight for the uh, Golden Knights. So we could see uh, the return of Robin Leonard here. Philip Grubauer uh, has been confirmed uh, in net for the uh, Seattle Kraken in this game. So keep your eye on that. We'll see if Robin Leonard uh, is able to make his return uh, here uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight. But even if it's not tonight, it will be uh, very soon. Uh, right around the corner. But uh, for me, I would lean Vegas in regulation here. Probably not going to get involved this time because these were always tricky because I still remember what happened with L.A. They beat Seattle the first game, and then the next game they probably figured, hey, just beat this team. They're struggling. We'll beat them again. And they got their ass handed to them. Six to one, Seattle beat them. So that does creep into the back of your mind. That could happen to uh Vegas tonight, but I don't know. I think Vegas is about to go on a little bit of a run. They're starting to get guys back. They're starting to get their lineup a little bit healthier. So right now I would lean Vegas in regulation uh, in this game. Someone in our chat saying Logan Thompson uh, has been uh, confirmed uh, in that here for the uh, Golden Knights. Yes, it is. It has been confirmed, yeah. Logan Thompson. So I guess they've decided, you know what, uh, Robin Leonard, you know, so I'm not going to rush him back. We'll just make sure he's 100% ready before we put him in. Plus, Logan Thompson's played well, uh, especially his last few starts for the uh, Golden Knights. So, yes, it will be Thompson uh, confirmed uh, the starting goalie tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Vegas, Seattle. Yeah, it's funny. I was, I was going to ask the question, do the Golden Knights have enough cap space to even bring Robin Leonard back into the, into the fold? I mean, yeah. obviously – they got to do all kind of juggling and shuffling uh, on a daily basis. So uh, I'm sure that has something to do with it. But like I said, Logan Thompson has been playing very well uh, for the Golden Knights. I, I got to watch him play a couple weeks ago, and he made some brilliant saves against the Wild. So he's definitely a, a guy to keep an eye on for, you know, looking toward the future. Uh, as far as this game goes, anyway, yeah, it would be a lean at most with Vegas and regulation. Like you said, Seattle just already, you know, had this kind of back-to-back setup against a division team lost one and then won one. So you wonder if they obviously that momentum of, you know, fresh approach of seeing a team already, can they come back and, and bounce back? This is Vegas's first trip to Seattle uh, so far this season, which is interesting for this to be this late in the season. That's the first time that they're playing there on the road there in Seattle. But um, this is one, I, they probably won't have anything on it. By anything, I'll you know, watch a little bit of it, maybe look for some live spots. But 
I'd like to think that Vegas, like I said, this is a game they need to win uh, to, to keep pace in that wild card spot. So they need two points desperately. That doesn't mean they're going to get it, but they should have a, a, another good, strong effort. So I would lean with Vegas here uh, in this one. All right, lean to uh, Vegas and regulation. I don't know if I love the over in this game. Someone asking in the chat. Um, Vegas is, I think, trying to get their defensive game in order. And look, with Martinez and McNabb back, that's a big plus at the defensive end of the ice for them. Uh, so that could be something. And, and if, you know, and Seattle's not exactly a team we always trust to light up the scoreboard. So uh, I, I've, I'm, I'm totally off the total. I have no real strong uh, opinion on it one way or the other. Uh, Andrew, any thoughts here? Vegas, Seattle. Yeah, well, I always think it's an interesting scenario when the same teams play each other so soon. Um, you know, I think sometimes I try and look for an opposite result, whether it's totals wise or sidewise, but not the case this time around. You know, I, I the last time they played a couple of days ago, I had uh Golden Knights puck line and money line split bet. And uh, and tonight I'd recommend to do the exact same thing, except for just take them in regulation. Uh, and why am I changing? Well, you know, I just like the I saw the way they played, and I think they're playing so well defensively. I just don't think Seattle um can match them and i don't think this game goes to overtime i just don't i have that feeling and i'm i'm not as confident on the puck line tonight i guess but i i feel like vegas gets the job done these games mean so much to them and you know as we always say uh must win doesn't mean will win but the record that vegas holds guys against below 500 teams is unbelievable you know they just haven't done well against top tier opponents all year and they've been really injured but but don't get me wrong this team is good enough to beat seattle again and uh, maybe it's not going to be in 3 nothing shutout fashion, but they're going to do it again. And uh, I, I think that Seattle is a team that just can't trade goals with them, period. All right, there we go. Uh, and like, like I say, I just, I just, it's one of those type of moments that, you know, that the Donov goal uh, on last weekend, it's just like, man, does that really ca- be a catalyst for some kind of little surge moving forward for the Golden Knights? And it might be because they certainly followed it up with a really good performance against Seattle Wednesday. See if they can deliver another one uh, here tonight, once again, facing the uh, Kraken. All right, final game, game of the night. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Uh, Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes. Anaheim minus 125, uh, road favorite, six the total. You know what? Even with all the injuries, and it's sickening how much the, the injury list is for the, how big the injury list is right now for the Coyotes. I still said, how the hell was Anaheim minus 140? you know, on the opener in this game. We're talking about a Ducks team. It's lost 10 in a row. They can't find ways to win games right now. Uh, And look, even with the injuries, the money's come in on Arizona. You know, people are just saying you can't lay a price with Anaheim right now. And I kind of, I agree with that. Can't lay a price with Anaheim right now. They can't win games at the moment. Uh, You know, they haven't been able to play good defensively. John Gibson struggling uh, in between the pipes. Uh, You know, good, decent efforts against Dallas, but fall short in both of those games by 3-2 uh, final scores. Uh, and that goes back to what Andrew was saying about Vegas-Seattle, where you know sometimes the first game goes under, and you want to see maybe the second game, the same two teams, it goes over. But it didn't happen with Anaheim-Dallas. Uh, first game went under, second game went under. Uh, both of those uh, back-to-back games with those two teams, Ducks and Stars, stayed under the total. But I would only look to Arizona. I will stick. I will say that right now. If I'm betting the side here, it's Arizona plus 105 or nothing. But do I really want to take a team that is now without Jacob Chikrin, Lawson Krause, 
Christian Fisher, and now Clayton Keller as well. You know, those are like basically four of your best players on the entire team right there uh, for the Coyotes. Uh, I'm not in a rush to do that. <clears throat> it's just a lot of key absences right now. So lean Arizona, but probably a pass for me. Alex, what do you think? Anaheim, Arizona. This is absolutely a definite pass. Not not betting it, not watching it. Uh, I should be betting Arizona at this point because I'm 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 pretty much kind of screwed with that. Uh, like I said, over twenty three and a, under twenty three and a half wins. I I need two eleven and two for the Coyotes the rest of the way to get my uh, perfect record that I called for. That's probably not going to happen at this point, especially when you're playing a, a team like Anaheim, uh, losing ten in a row. And and I tried to take a shot against Arizona the other night with San Jose. Thought that was a great spot for them in regulation. They end up losing five to two. So these are two teams I, I don't really have that good of a read on. Don't really need to have a read on because their seasons are going to be pretty much done. Like I said, playing for exercise is exactly what these clubs are doing right now. So I, I want no, no part of it whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. It's just a very uh, annoying sore throat and nagging cough. I mean, uh, unfortunately, but hopefully we get over it sooner rather than later. Uh, but what do you think here, Andrew? This is an ugly game, but what do you think, Ducks, Coyotes? Uh, I don't know what to think, but it's kind of what I've been saying a lot about teams recently is that I just, I'll tell you, I'll put it this way. I don't think Anaheim deserves to be minus 125. But the thing is, they've kind of gotten their asses kicked recently. And it was against Dallas twice. And it was the kind of same situation we're seeing with Seattle and Vegas. Something tells me that they're going to win tonight. And I, I can't really explain why. But, you know, Coyotes have been a great underdog to back recently. But something tells me after playing some good teams recently, Anaheim just embarrassed themselves defensively. Trevor Zegras averaging like five turnovers a game. Hey, you know, it's like Conor McGregor said, break out the red panties. It's Arizona Coyotes night. I mean, you get to score some goals finally, you know, so maybe it's going to be a good night for them and they get to have some goals. So uh, I think I think Anaheim's the play, but I'm not going to get to the window with it. Yeah, you, exactly. that, you like that one, Alex? <laughs> I hadn't heard that one in a while. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I need a – see, I've never needed a humidifier or a vaporizer or anything like that before because, honestly, I rarely ever get sick. So this is a rarity for me, but uh, it is what it is. We'll battle through it just like we did today uh, on the Ice Guys show, uh, battling through it. On this uh, Friday edition of the show, uh, we thank everyone for tuning in. 179 live viewers. Hit the like button. Uh, make sure you do that. We appreciate it quite a bit. And a reminder to uh, get involved with betting NHL hockey uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner uh, of the NHL. And great uh, partnership here with the uh, Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Make sure you get involved. Uh course new customers can bet just a one dollar on any nhl team and get 150 dollars in free bets if they win uh if DraftKings sportsbook isn't available in your state you still have a shot to light the lamp everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy hockey contests DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner 
of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets now to wrap up the uh, Friday edition of the Ice Guys show. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go with Nashville Buffalo draw. Uh, I got that at plus 365. That should still be around. You can find anywhere uh, plus between plus 350 and plus 365. I think that's worth the, the bet. Like I said, we we should be talking about a seven-game uh, overtime streak for the Sabres, of course. Like I said, that, that crazy bounce with 10 seconds left ended up being a regulation win for the Sabres. But everything else has gone to OT or a shootout. Uh, they play tough. They don't give up right now. Like I said, they're, they're playing spirited hockey. And we know Nashville that they can kind of, you know, just kind of drag their feet and, and lag in a spot where you think, oh, yeah, they should win. They're obviously, you know, a two-to-one favorite. They need to, you know, get points in the playoff position. It doesn't mean they're going to, you know, uh, step up to the level. And like I said, with Rick Jenner at night uh, in the building, it's going to be a, a lively crowd, something we don't get to say often about Sabres games. So let's go with the draw. It's going to be more than 60 minutes played here between Buffalo and Nashville. That's my best bet tonight. All right, there we go. Uh, Nashville, uh, Nashville, Buffalo draw, uh, and a great plus price with that as well for Alex with his uh, best bet. Uh, Andrew, what do you like for best bet? I'll keep it short and sweet here. I'm losing my voice as we as we speak here. I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I'm going to go with the over in the Ottawa game. I think we're going to see lots of goals from both. We know how many goals Detroit's been giving up. Uh, I think both teams can score. I'm surprised it's a six. So over six, Ottawa, Detroit. All right, Ottawa-Detroit over six for uh, Andrew with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, New York Rangers in regulation, uh, minus 110. Uh, I think they take care of business against the Islanders. I think they're playing some great hockey. I like how the new additions to the team have fit in and given this team the, for the added for forward depth they needed at Cop and Vetrano. Uh, they lost to the Islanders the last time they played them, and I think they uh, respond tonight and get the better of an Islanders team that is now also playing their fourth game in six nights that have beaten nothing but the sisters of the poor, pretty much two wins against Columbus, a win against Ottawa and a win against Detroit. Doesn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, I think the Rangers get the job done tonight in regulation minus minus one ten. New York Rangers for my uh, best bet on this Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, and that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, 184 live viewers hit the like button on the way out. If you haven't done so already, of course, we should be on now every day moving forward. Uh, now that I'm uh, back home, looking forward to being back in the routine again uh, and looking forward to also getting back to full health. Uh, as you can clearly tell, we're still not there yet, but we will get back there. Uh, no question. Uh, and looking forward to our weekend shows. We'll bring in Vito, as we always do uh, on Saturday and Sunday uh, to help us break down the Saturday and Sunday NHL card at noon Eastern, Saturday and Sunday. So make sure you join us for our weekend editions uh, of the Ice Guys. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.